this week on the Speak the Language podcast, we're going to get into this pretty quick. Uh, first news being the good news is this is going to be the last deer podcast that we do for the 2019-2020 deer season. How's that good? Because now we switch to turkeys. Some people like deer over turkeys. But everything, I mean, we've been doing deer for since October. October. Yeah. So it's time I mean, for a change. Time for a change. I mean, there's been some duck podcast in there, and I love ducks. I love deer. But, I mean, too much of anything can be a bad thing, and it's, it's time. It's time. This will be the last deer podcast of the year of this season. And then next week, next Monday, we will officially shift over to the wild turkey. Hmm. That excites me. I'm, I'm excited about it, and then I kind of dread it, too, because I know how I get. I know how you get, too. I get obsessed. Yeah. Like, I do some dirty things for a turkey. I've seen. I've done it to you. <laughs> you have. <laughs> um, here, oh, last thing before we dive into this. Uh, if you want to do us a big, big favor, we've hit on this before, uh, you can head on over to our page on iTunes. Just go to iTunes and the podcast, wherever you search that. You can do it on the app on your phone or on your laptop, whatever, and search Primo's Hunting. You'll find the Speak the Language podcast. Obviously, if you listen to it on there, you found it. But if you want to go and leave us a five-star rating, that'd be fantastic. If you want to write a review, that would be even better. I and probably need to go do that, now. You do. You should. And honestly, <laughs> the, like, the five-star rating is all that we really care about. The, the five-star rating helps us a lot. If you like the review, you can write whatever you want. It just helps that you write one. doesn't matter what you say. Um. You could say that Jordan talks funny and Lake sounds like an idiot all the time. I'd be like, okay, well, at least they wrote a review. As long as we get to five <laughs> stars so people can find us better. <laughs> Don't care what you write. Just write something. The reason you want to give us five stars is so the new listeners can find us. Yeah. When you write better, you easier to find yeah which and i'm not i'm not making this stuff up I've, we've legitimately asked people had people ask like hey how can you know what do we and so that, that's what you do if you want to help us out that's how you do it yep so where do we sit today is monday january the 27th we are at the i mean talk, we're looking at the light at the end of the tunnel of yep. beer season uh, we got well we're going to louisiana this week to yep. south louisiana well, or not south but south from where we're south at. compared to where we've been at cottonmouth yep. yeah and they stay open a little, little bit i don't know exact dates it's in the february sometime or yeah. another yeah so. it's um it's it's i'm trying so i want to talk about that trip because it's like our last hoorah of deer season um but then i kind of just want to and not not necessarily rehash all the stuff we talked about this deer season but just kind of reflect on the entire season because it was a it was a very different one yeah very very different I have been doing this business now for when I started guiding was 2012, so this would be my eighth year. Mm-hmm. This is the worst deer season I've yep. ever had. Same since I've been doing this for a living. Yeah, I started in 2012. That was when my internship with Midwest was. Yeah. So 2012 to 2020. So yeah. Um. And yeah, this has been this has not only been like the most this itself has been the most challenging year, the like the hardest year, the worst year, yeah, I guess. It's been um, bad. And then That's the, no... the past two years, last this year and last year, have been the most just unorthodox. Like yeah. just you don't really know what to expect. Yeah. That's and, the Oh, everybody's heard us say this a hundred times. The river is feast or famine. It can really be good to you. You can be the best in the world, or it can be the worst enemy you ever had. Yeah. 
in the last two years. Last year was different than this year just because Very. we killed a lot of deer and saw a lot of deer. We had a lot more. Yeah. We had a lot more deer. We had, you know, antler-wise, we had a lot bigger antler deer. And last year, as far as overall score, like the numbers of deer we killed plus score was probably the best we ever had. Yeah, it was a banner you know, year. For a overall average of Boone and Crockett score. Yeah. And when I say that, like the – well – Last year did did start out strange because the river was already high, not flood stage high, but yeah. a lot higher than. So let me kind of frame up what we're saying here. So at, at Cottonmouth, there's a uh, there's a cut through road, you know, because on that property, you know, we we've said it several times before. You got Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi. And we got different roads for different rivers, uh, levels of river to access Mississippi. Right. And there is a cut through road that you can get from that'll take you from Louisiana to the Mississippi portion and if you take that road as opposed to the main road it cuts your time by a lot yeah and uh typically I mean it, it when the river starts getting high you will lose that road quickly but in the past years in normal years you don't start that you don't even worry about losing that road till maybe December yeah December January is usually when we have to start going to higher yeah. ground which last year and this year we started out in october when we were planting food plots we were thinking that that road was am i remembering that right part of that road was cut off then last year yeah no uh, no 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 this year when this we, year yeah when we were planting this year because we had to go through i have not been down that road going from mississippi to louisiana yeah ever in the last two years because yeah, this year when i was running the fertilizer buggy i had to get to the millican food plot through the east field yeah east west field because the it was cut off Yep. That was the only way you could get to it. Yep. We had about a week this year where it was exposed, but it was still so much silt on it, you couldn't drive down it. Yeah. And that and so... But it's 20 foot deep right now. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, you, you lose that one quick when the water's high, but these past two years, we started... It's almost like we started off at a deficit with the water. Like, I remember I remember last year before all that... Before we knew we were about to stumble into the worst flood that Mississippi has seen in 100 years or whatever it was, I remember we... Shoot, ever. Yeah. Uh, I remember the... That was the longest duration of flood it's ever been. It's like six months or something like that. Eight eight, eight or nine. Uh, I remember us looking at at that road being like that, and we were like, that scares me. Mm-hmm. Like we like one bad push from that river, we, that could kill us early. Yep. And it did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the thing that, the, like last year got weird, there was that, but it didn't affect us all that much. Like I said, we had a pretty good deer year. It was at the end of the season when the when we got up. Yeah, and he started seeing how much stress it was putting on those deer. And our bucks are starting to lose horns the second week of January last yeah. year, or antlers. So redneck we, term horns. We were yeah horns. We were hunting, and like granted, we'd had a good year, so we'd we'd had all the shows that we had to make per se, or that we thought you know. But it it's like the, especially in this business and in like in any other business, you don't ever want to like stop at the bare minimum. Yeah, you're like well if we can get a few more deer. That would give us a little bit more, you know, cushion, more stuff to work with yeah, to make these wanna, shows work. We want to show these people that's watching our show the best we can show them, you exactly. know. Exactly. So we're like, you know, we've got, we've still got two and a half weeks left of season or whatever. Let's hunt. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, me, you, and Troy were hunting. Uh, I was hunting. Uh, you were filming me, and we sat on the big field that we call the Arkansas field. And we saw, I don't know how many deer. That but, was a year ago today. Yep. Now, was it today, a year mm-hmm. ago today? It was 27, 28. Hmm. I think it was 27, maybe. But I remember 
and tell me if I like because sometimes I have a bad habit of I'll exaggerate something and not mean to exaggerate it. Like I won't. I'll just. Well, I exaggerate and mean to exaggerate. <laughs> well, you could tell me if this is, <laughs> is exaggerated in my head or not. I thought I remembered like all the bucks we saw. Anywhere from a quarter to a half of them were already starting to shed antlers. Oh, all it was on that day we saw. I don't know. We saw eighty or ninety deer probably. Yeah. And you're looking at a 40, 50 acre field of deer everywhere. But which, I remember like two full rack bucks. I remember, yeah, because we were like, "There's a full rack one." And not, it, like not it, counting the two year olds, most of them they have such light yeah, antlers they right. keep them. But so here's a, one disclaimer: when you say we're seeing eighty to ninety bucks, that is not. We didn't say that many bucks. Yeah, well, that the, many deer. Yeah, that's not common. No, I mean it's common to see now on a good cold January day on a normal year at Cottonmouth on a normal year, Arkansas field on that food plot. 40 deer is you that that's, that's very outstanding doable. yeah 80 to 90 deer that is a result of that water being up so yeah. much so th- understand that like we don't go out there and see 80 to 90 deer every time we on go. a good normal hunt we'll see 15 yeah out there 15 to 20 yeah and that's three a, or four bucks yeah if you see 40 you're like man that is a fantastic day yeah. but it's not unheard of 80 to 90 that's high water i mean we were sitting there watching and they just kept coming kept yeah. coming and not a single one of them had a horn, had antlers to shoot and that's when we said i think it's time to call it yeah these deer are too stressed out yep um it, it's we it's a weird balance man because I, I you almost like especially think you're like i just want to leave them alone like poor yeah. things are so stressed you know because when we talk about it all the time you know hunters conservationists obviously we hunt these deer we it's a blood sport. We kill them, but we also care about the populations of them. You the, know, it's a, the relationship between a hunter and the, his quarry. If you're looking at it from the outside in, it's very odd. It is. I've I've stood back and kind of looked, especially turkeys, because we do all this conservation and try to protect our turkeys and trapping and burning and, and getting all rid that. of the coons and nest predators and. Then we're like, I'm ready. I got, I got to get one. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, it's it's a weird relationship. Yeah. And I've I've said that before, you know, especially because you know, honestly, we don't get a lot of it here. Especially, you know, like our listeners are, unless someone just stumbles upon it upon us, that's not a hunter. You know, that most of our, most of our guys are hunters. But I've said this before when I was talking to, I think it was, I don't remember who it was, but someone that deals with people giving them flack for hunting all the time i'm like I look from the outside looking in i can understand why people are questionable about it yeah like you, you're telling me you're trying to save the animals but at the same time you're shooting them now, <laughs> if someone doesn't know all the facts you know what i'm saying yeah. I, I can see why they would be like what but anyhow i could chase that rabbit hole for a while that's kind of i mean take football for for instance if you look at that and never know anything about it like this is why do we why do people play this <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it's a i don't know it's a I, I I guess just if you just been immersed in it as long as we have it's it makes tradition. sense, but but uh, but yeah, someone who's who's never been around it, I can see why they would have questions. But but yeah, so last year last year's twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen deer season ended with us going, these deer are too stressed out. This water's about to come up. Let's leave them alone. We're done. We got enough. And little did we know that water was going to keep coming up and then stay up for yeah. eight months. Yeah. And so fast forward to and I pray it doesn't do it this year. Yeah. But it seems like every week when they put out a new or every day, every couple of days when they put out a new river stage report, the crest keeps rising a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's it's and I told everyone, everyone that hunts on that river is gun shy, man, because they're so scared about that happening again. Yeah, but it's like it's a weird feeling because 
you almost feel helpless because like what are you going to do yeah all you yeah. can do is hope there's nothing you can do it's this part of hunting in that delta region this i mean this is the drain of america yeah and you're hunting the drain of america you're going to eventually get in the water yeah i mean what can you do there's 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 literally nothing you just hope for the best and um so fast forward to this year there was a lot of we got the food plots in i remember that but it was that was even affected by the flood we couldn't get in we couldn't spray like we normally do. yeah i think we uh we spent three days four days before we went elk hunting and just just i mean just ramboing it nonstop. yeah yeah just doing i mean i didn't we didn't go through the main steps we usually go through for us planting we were just like we got to get the ground broke up and got to get seed in the ground and got to get a rain yeah, it was it was non-stop for three days yeah. there was in which i'm going to give a absolutely shameless plug here um we got received very good help from amco disc oh uh, we couldn't and from uh as uh, much time as we have spent in the past working on equipment there's no way we could have get got done this year what we got done without help of Charlie and Amco. Charlie and Amco, and then Progressive Tractor yeah. in, in Lake Providence. I ain't no doubt. Because um, that we were able to cover way more ground. We like we we were. There's no way we would have got done what we were able to get done. I got on that tractor and did not have to get off other than greasing and putting fuel in it ever. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. Whereas is so what we were up against like i said usually we you know, we there's never like a concrete window because you're trying to time it with the rain and then when we leave for elk season and everything but this year it was like well is the water ever going to come off yeah you know and so when we were finally able to get in there we were it was possible for us to disc plant fertilize all of Arkansas and all of Louisiana. Not all of it, but well, the yeah. spots with high ground we yeah. could get to. Whereas, like you're talking about with the water. Whereas Mississippi, you still could not get there. No. It was too, still too wet. You would have sunk every piece of equipment we had trying to get yeah. over there. Mississippi was dry, but the access over there, no way. Yeah. And our main road that we used for high water was exposed and dry, but it was washed out into the river. Yeah. It was bad. I'd get a bulldozer and skitter up there and clean all that back out. Yeah. So we did every bit that was possible for us to do in Arkansas and Louisiana in three days. Yeah. And and that was, I mean, like I said, we were daylight to dark all three of those days. We planted 90 acres in three days. That's a lot. Not in one field. That's miles of traveling. A lot of miles. Yeah. Everyone in plots, you had to go over this if nobody's listened to our planting podcast about what all we do mm-hmm. usually we spray and you know kill all the weeds and grass out of the plot for this but this year we didn't we didn't even bush hog didn't have time mm-hmm. we just got on that tractor and ripped it up and by the time i got down to the south end of the property you were coming behind me on with fertilizer mm-hmm. and then i came behind you again and dissed it again mm-hmm. yeah and then we got wheat in and you were putting out wheat and I was behind you on a do all covering that, <laughs> and and then, then, and then when we got done doing that, Troy was on the buggy putting out brassicas. Yeah, and then Troy had to leave. Yeah, because something I, I think it was some, some he had to do some kind of family something. So then I was on the ranger finishing the brassicas, and you were st- you were still do all do all, and yeah, I mean it was a process. Yeah, there wasn't no stopping. Everyone had to pull their weight, or each one of these plots has had four at least four trips on it mm-hmm. you know it's not just a one pass deal and you're done it's four consecutive trips to get yeah. it done right yeah 
it was uh but it worked you know i mean it made it happen and we were just like okay we got these food plots in now let's go elk hunting yeah and uh elk season came and went it was a blessing thankfully elk season was great um we had got two tenths of rain in 30 days yeah so that was not great (laughs) well then you come back for for deer season you know deer season opening and you don't everyone's kind of like all right what are we up against here you know i mean because like obviously you you hunt inside that levee or you've seen high water before but never that long the main question was do we have any deer we can shoot on this place yeah it was it was a you don't and that's what i remember we were talking me and brad spent because i you know i hunt with brad a lot me and brad spent especially in the early season when we first started kicking off we spent i don't know how many hours talking about like what what exactly is the effect you know what's the full effect of what happened and we the the best synopsis you know the best synopsis or the best answer we could come up with um and then we we had that um biologist come and stop by and talk to us too and he kind of seconded what we said we all kind of came to this conclusion like no one has seen this before yeah. not for that long i don't think at that point i don't think there was a soul that knew exactly what the effect was yeah, i went to the river alliance meeting in vicksburg before season started and dr damaris was there and mm. he's just a outstanding guy on deer knows research. his stuff he yeah. knows his stuff on the, especially the delta region like he's yeah. studied these floods and stuff and they were like, you know, in 2011, yeah, we had a big die-off, and the deer came back stronger than ever that next year, but we don't know what's going to happen this year. Yeah. Never before seen this. Yeah. You can't know if you've never seen it before, yeah. you know. Um, and I still, I mean, like, there's no, that I know of, it may be out there somewhere, I still don't know of any concrete, like, here are some of the effects. Yeah. I know what we can say from firsthand observation. Uh, and we will hear uh you know the the far as antler growth and the uh fawn recruitment and stuff you'll know that come about june july when all the dmaps right. reports start coming back yeah that's when we'll have a full you know we'll know what similar what happened yeah. what, you know what the results were as far as up and down the river we'll have a lot clearer picture yeah um i think it's safe to say that our numbers are not what they were oh absolutely um whether or not there was a big die-off or whether or not some of those deer pushed out and left and it stayed up for so long that they just didn't come back maybe it was a combination of the two i don't know i I don't know either all i know is we don't have the deer numbers we have had no i don't know whether it's from them dying or like you say and leaving and not coming back Mm. i do know that you know if you have a flood like that or any reason to push a deer off your place and while they're having phones a lot of times the does will not come back if they have phones on a, another yeah. piece of property. Right. They're going to stay with those phones there. Yeah. Um, the other thing that that I thought about is, like, we you know, we always talked about, you know, Rocker. They were like, you know, Rocker, Rocker saw several high rivers. Yeah. But he was always back in his home, and his home where he lived was always an underwater. He saw high river every year but one of his life. Yeah just one year you don't didn't have to move and but we were like but those times he was not pushed out for eight months yeah you know that's a long time Mm -hmm. that's a very long time so it's 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 weird you know it's 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 give the people that don't know about the river i didn't know about the river till i started hunting on it and uh normally on a normal year the river comes up in end of february march may april somewhere in that area and it'll be gone by july mm-hmm. 
June, July, it'd be back down normal. This year it didn't. So mm-hmm. That's just kind of what normally does. So, like, for instance, like, if you watch, you could go on the Primo's YouTube channel and see, like, a lot of the turkey shows that we do at Togo Island. Yeah. One of the things that people always thought are cool about those is we had to boat in. Yeah. That's that's normal. That's normal. That's, yeah. That's, you're dealing with, that's when that, that's when on a typical, what a year that you want, you know, a, a desirable year, that's when the river does come yeah. up. Yeah. And the reason it comes up on a normal year is not because of just rainfall, it's because of snow melt. Yeah. And that's why it comes up in, you know, February, March is when the, the whole country starts warming up a little bit. You got that melt coming off and then you go to rise the river and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Gets on out of there, and but it doesn't really affect anything too bad. The last two seasons, we've had rain and mild temperatures, so yeah. all that snow is not happening, and you're just having steady runoff. Yeah, and it's got to drain somewhere. Yep. And it's got to drain right through that levee system. <laughs> right through that levee system. To the main vein. Yeah. And it, it, so um, another thing, I'm trying to think what we could tell them. To, so I know last year, like some of these, the like the shows that aired this year, I know there's footage of, like, the secret patch. Everyone knows the secret patch. If you watch Cottonmouth shows, you've seen the secret patch. There's footage of the secret patch in December, and it's eaten to the ground. Yeah. And we're talking about the secret patch. There's, you know, we planted it. Everything we have is eaten to the ground last year, the year before, and the year before, so on. I'm just thinking, because secret patch, we had, like, really good documentation of it. Yeah. I mean, there's the footage of Rocker when he killed him in there in November. It's belly deep. And Rocker's, you know, standing, like, when he puts his head down to pull up a to pull up a big turnip or brassica you can't see his head you know i mean that stuff's knee high Mm -hmm. then you come in there in december and it looks like you ran a bush hog over you know whereas this year food plots look like they ain't been touched yeah so what does that tell you (laughs) no deer your deer numbers are down i mean they're getting eight but not by the amount of mouths yeah not near as many many teeth hitting them so as we sit right now I'm hoping and praying that whatever that river's going to do, it'll go ahead and do it and then get out. Yeah. You know? After this year and coming in from last year, I am beat mentally, yeah. mentally beat trying to figure out how to haunt this place yeah. this year. I mean, we're really, I mean, you don't, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then as I sit there now, like, it's hard to think. But I I can't help but let my mind wander this direction. But you're like, all right, next October, what's that going to look like? Yeah. What's it going to look like? So for the people that watch our show that are listening to us, please be patient with us next fall when you start watching these deer shows. Yeah. Well, I'll, <laughs> it's I'll, not going to be like normal. I'll repost this podcast, like, so you can know what was happening. This yeah. is what was happening. And it's not, I mean, like, I'm not making excuses. It's just what well, it's was hunting. there. That is hunting. You know, yeah. a lot of people always watch these shows and – and they're like, man, these guys just kill deer every time they go. And no, we don't. We don't. <laughs> Not, and you're going to see it next summer. Starting in July, you're going to see it. You're going to see the struggles we went through. It was hard. Yeah. It was it was absolutely hard. And, I, like, I'm just – one of the reasons, again, that when I thought that this podcast would be a good idea to do is um, – and I've said this before, but it's been a while since I've said it – is one of my favorite things growing up watching the Primo's videos, I think everyone was like this on the DVDs. They liked the port scenes. Yeah. Because you, you kind of – that was – and it, it was kind of your chance to hear kind of like a – just a sit-down breakdown of what was going on in the hunts you were watching. Yeah. And that's what I wanted out of this podcast was just kind of just some raw breakdown of what has been happening. And yeah. And a podcast too, like if if you want 
what I envision this podcast to be is just brutally honest. Like we're not trying to, you know, water anything down or sugarcoat anything. Like this is just the facts. Yeah. And, and and just being as honest as I can be, like it was hard this year to keep a positive attitude all the time. Oh, no doubt. There's so many days that we got up and went hunting. I'm like, why are we even going? Yeah. What's the point? What's the point in going? We're not going to kill anything. We're not going to see anything. Why are we going? Yeah. What? What? what, Like, what do we do? I remember when, when we when we had some ducks start showing up, we were like, "Thank God." We took a whole week off just duck hunting every day. Like a lit, like literally, thank you, Lord. We needed this. I mean, Lord blessed us. Last year we had no ducks. This year we had a good a good hunts. We had several good hunts, and that is a blessing from the Lord, no doubt. Yeah. We needed it. Yeah. And, like, it, it's a weird balance, you know, because, like, <laughs> again, just being brutally honest, like, to, you know, for us, everyone on this everyone on this team, Will, Jimmy, Brad, Troy, you, myself, uh, did I name all six of us, I think? Uh, I guess. I Will, know. Jimmy, Brad, Troy, you, me, six, yeah. All six of us, we were all hunters and people that loved to hunt well before we did this. But, yeah. but now you're looking at it as, like, being able to put these tv shows out that's our livelihood yeah you know yeah, and so that's, that's well, the whole reason i got started in this stuff is because i loved to hunt and wanted to figure out a way i could do it every day yeah and now i've done it and we've done it and get to enjoy it every day and it's turned into a job i still enjoy every day of it but it gets stressful it's a different it's a different it adds a different layer to it yeah because i mean you know say if if for some reason I had the ability to hunt cottonmouth, even if this there was no primo's truth about hunting, you mm-hmm. know, I just hunted there. like I there ain't no way I would have hunted there as much as we did. Yeah. Because I'd have been like, there's no point. I'm gonna f- find somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I'm you know, but it was it, it, as I say that on the second hand, because not to sound all do- doom and gloom. Um, the second hand part of the reason that we kept doing it is for six seasons now this will be the sixth season mm-hmm. that that airs we've tried our best to document what goes on when we hunt inside that levee yeah and like i said the past couple years have been pretty good uh all of them deer wise as far as like killing deer have been better than this year yeah but we're gonna be honest about it you know we're go- we're not gonna try to you know and so you're gonna see this year the you're gonna see the struggles you're gonna yeah. see the Guys, we're struggling. We can't. I mean, like, what do we do? I don't. There was not a buck killed at Cottonmouth until November fourteenth this year. Yep. That was you. Yeah. Well, I mean, just you broke the ice. Luck of the draw. But I, I would kill one more deer in November, and we killed five in December, and nothing in January. Mm-hmm. That's Tough. Rough. Bad. The only reason we killed five in December is because the rut was good this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we had that was them five bucks were all killed in like six seven days there. Mm-hmm. You know, other than that, we would have missed them five six days. We would be, yeah, <laughs> be bad. Yeah, that's uh, why you go every day. <laughs> we killed two at Togo. Yeah, two at Togo. We've got ten deer kills for yeah. the whole 2019-20 deer season. Is that counting Kansas? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Um. So yeah, not great. <laughs> And you, I mean, like, again, so I know, like, if, you, if y'all are listening to this and y'all are hearing us saying 10 deer kills, that may sound like a lot. Yeah. But you got to think, we're hunting every day. Yeah. I mean, we've hunted over 100 days this year. And so, over you think about the amount of times that we hunt compared to 10. Yeah. So, think about that percentage of your success rate. It's not good. 
<laughs> and that's divided between three groups hunting. Yeah. You know? That's less than 5%. Yeah. And granted, like I said, we were – when I say selective, I don't mean – I'm not talking about antler size. I'm talking about mature deer. Yeah. So we weren't – you know, we were trying – because there were instances where we probably could have killed, you know, some – nice three-year-olds three-year-olds you know but that's that's never what we've well we did really good job we all went into this year saying okay we don't know what we got we don't know what we're against we'll shoot super mature deer mm-hmm. only you know not even risk it on a year because you don't know these deer are going to turn into next year yeah and, and that that was, everybody wants to shoot a big deer yeah everybody does I, there was one i mean there was actually there were several deer like this you and, and you know I remember when I first, and I, I'm still, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the best of the world at looking at a deer and and uh, being able to age him. I've gotten a lot better, um, but especially like when you hunt like cottonmouth as consistently as we do, you get used to looking at the deer on that place, so you get a better idea. And we saw several bucks that we were like, that deer's, Knox, sit down, sit. We saw several bucks that were, that we were, like, I feel confident that deer's four. Yeah. You know, four and a half years old, which we consider to be mature. Yeah. But I don't think, you know, but antlers, if strictly inches, you know, would have been under 100 inches. Yeah. And another disclaimer, like, antler size, not whatever. You know, like, I'm big deer, everyone, you know, that's great. But we're going off of what would that deer have looked like if he wasn't stressed yeah, you know that's what i'm going off by saying we were going to shoot much like good mature deer yeah. like deer we thought were at their peak mm-hmm. for this year yeah and a lot of those deer were not at their peak what they should be at that age no so i don't think any of them were yeah i mean like the deer for instance like troy killed hey there there was five years old 125 inch eight point under a normal year, he should be 140. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's it, was, a, it was so it was a different, challenging, challenging year. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, and so we were, you know, like I said last last week, we talked about we're running to find higher ground, literally, because or, we need to for the sake of the shows we have to make, and we need to for the sake of our deer on Cottonmouth. They <laughs> they need a break. Yeah. So and we know that, and we say, okay, time to back out. We're giving them a break, and we, I think, we, I mean, we're going to even try our best to give them supplement feed to let them get through this yeah. stressful time. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's so. What Jordan means by that, like, we'll find there's spots of cottonmouth that'll remain out of water, yeah. higher ground, and we'll go and we'll put some kind of, like I said, supplemental feed in there to try to help them out because you, you think about it, if you've got there's no brows left there's you no gotta give them something and you've got you know the this amount of deer that's already there you know every you know we've talked about carrying capacity before if all of a sudden that carrying capacity shrinks because it's gone it's underwater yeah so you've got that same number of deer all concentrated in one smaller piece of ground yeah there's not food enough to go around for all of them so yeah. we're trying to help them out got to give them some groceries the best we can food plots ain't gonna last they're gonna there's only a few of them going to be left out on higher ground, so we're finna give them as many groceries as we can to help them through a stressful yeah. time. Just not for the bucks, but for those does that's carrying next year's phone. For the deer. Yeah. For the deer. All, all of them. I mean, 100%. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they need it, and we're going to put our money into it and try to help them best we can. Yeah. We you we owe it to them. 
we owe it to that place because we all love that place. Yeah. Uh, I mean it. I mean, there's no. I mean, there's no question about that. There, we all love Cottonmouth. We want. It was, and that that added to. That added to some of the like days when the, it was hard to have a positive attitude. Is you you know you just kind of hated to see those deer in that kind of <laughs> shape. You're like, <sighs> yeah. I remember. Uh, I don't know how many times I said it this year. It kind of turned into a joke. I was like, you remember the good old days when we'd see deer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last year. <laughs> Do you remember that time last year when we? Because oh, all right, so we just talked about the Arkansas field, yeah. right? Like this year, I hunted the Arkansas field one time. In January, this is early January, it's when Hunter was down here helping us film. Um, and uh, Hunter Lewis, you know, I'll throw his name out there, yeah. make him feel good. Talented guy. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good old guy. But uh, he was filming me one afternoon. We went and sat at the Arkansas field. We saw three deer. Yeah. Three. Yep. Three. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just depressing. Normally you're fighting over that spot in January. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, that I'll, we'll end this segment talking about that. I think, you know, if you, you – y'all listeners, y'all get the point of what I think what we're trying to get across of what we face this year. Doom and gloom, but there's hope on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, we're never – we're not throwing <laughs> in the towel. We never will. Yeah. Um, hoping for the best. I said we're going to do whatever we can. We can't control that river. We can just manage our way around it best we can. Yeah. Uh, what we have left today – like I said, today is Monday, January the 27th. We are leaving on Wednesday to go, uh, is it Vidalia? South of Vidalia, somewhere yeah. down that way. Yeah. Louisiana? Louisiana. Close to the levee, but not inside it. If it was inside the levee, there would be no point. We would be in boats. The hunting season would be shut down. And we would be trying to catch fish, not <laughs> kill deer. Um, but it's our friend uh, Sean Burks. We've hunted with him in the past. It's I've been, never been. Yeah, you've never I'm a, been. I'm excited. I've heard good things about his place. And yeah. Heard good things about Sean. Should be a good time. It should be a great time. Um, and honestly, I'm just looking forward to a change of scenery. It'd be yep. nice, a little little break the monotony. Yep. Um, and like I said, he's he's got great deer on his place. It's a gorgeous place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. And uh, I haven't been there in four or five years. I'm excited to see his food plots. You know, we are. Uh, hooked him up with a bunch of takeout this year yeah excited to see that on different places yeah and it's um like i said it, it'll be just a breath of fresh air to go sit a food plot in january and see the deer that you expect to see and not have to wear hip boots <laughs> not have to wear hip boots not have to worry about well we gotta leave you know an hour and a half early because we got a boat in and we gotta get the ranger and taxi you here to come back and taxi this person there but yeah i'm very very excited about this you know and Normally, deer season's over come January 31st for us, but down there it stays open a little bit longer, so we're going to take and her into February. I don't think I've ever done that before. And we have to because yeah. we need more TV shows. <laughs> but like I said, this podcast is honesty. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? we got to do our job, mm-hmm. but I enjoy it at the same time. Oh, yeah. So. Like I said, even on like the, the toughest day that we face, I still love it. You know, The Lord has put us in these places for a reason we're gonna learn something from it and move on yeah so that that's what we'll leave it off at hopefully uh if y'all follow along the primo social media pages i'll be at the instagram or the facebook page um y'all start seeing some updates from uh where we're when we're hunting with sean later on this week and that will wrap deer season for us so coming next monday just trying not to get too ahead of myself we will officially switch over to talking about wild turkeys hallelujah hallelujah yep yep <laughs> gobble gobble strut 
something something yeah and so. pray this turkey season is better for us than last year <laughs> seems like we've been struggling golly man we need some help well so when we were like <laughs> we were walking in we got to the office today we're in our office in, in florida today um kind of had to get in the back equipment room to be able to set up this podcast stuff and record this but i walked past slade's office and i immediately heard the footage that he was working on and i stuck my head in his office and i said slade i hear what you're editing right now and i just would like to say first and foremost i, I apologize for what you're having to do because here's what <laughs> he was working on there's a show that's going to air this year with our buddy tommy nails at whiskey ridge hunts in missouri and he has property in missouri and iowa and i had that was the that was the most humbling turkey hunting week of my life you need to stay humble you need that you should still be humble from that yeah i'm humble for you from uh, that that whatever you did there yeah i don't know what i did <laughs> i really don't but like there's a the, I, I missed two turkeys in two days and then i finally killed one and i almost lost that one yeah there's i don't know there's no other way to put it i don't know what i was doing i can't expect you know one of the look guys one of these turkeys i missed was in the wide open in a field at 30 yards I witnessed it. Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, very the, disgruntled. I mean, he was not. I mean, he like I said, he wasn't too far. Yeah, he was very much within. He should have flopped over range. Yeah, but he just he didn't. He I shot and he just left. I may do the same thing this year, but it sure was funny watching you do it. I'm sure it was. It was very comical at your expense. You know, I, I think I remember saying, I was like, you know, it'll be funny. It's still not funny. Not yet. It might, <laughs> it might be. Them turkeys. Oh, it man, might. we're finna chase a loophole way off and start talking about turkeys, but mm. they sure humble you. They will. So, anyhow, we'll save all that talk till starting next week. So, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, just, you know, being honest, that's all we know how to do. Uh, if you have any questions, topics any especially so i'll put this out there being at turkey season coming up we always and y'all have always been good about it if there's something specific you want to hear us talk about does i mean i don't care what it is i mean if it's something not really stupid we don't have to accept the request to talk about that topic but send it in anyway we might think it's funny you know (laughs) yeah um i promise you it's nothing we haven't witnessed or talked about yeah yeah i mean so yeah, the, there's the the Primo's Facebook page, Primo's Instagram page. You can send a message to my personal Instagram page or Jordan's personal Instagram page. We will get it, and we will see what we can do. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Hope you all have a fantastic rest of the week. And as always, thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.